What is up, everyone? The Blob Boys are back. Welcome back to the Roll Blob Podcast. My name is Jason, a.k.a. formerly Captain X. I'm here with the boys, Andy and Coop. Boys, what's up? The zipper, man. The zipper. That's what's up. <laughs> yes, sir. Coop, how we doing? Mine is not up yet, but I'm sure by the time we get done talking to Rick Carter, it, it will be up. The zipper. You're talking about the zipper, zipper, zipper will be up. It'll be zipper. Zip All right. Up. Just, as long as you're talking about your zipper, welcome to Always. our first Zip 'em Up TBT episode. Uh, a weekly a weekly episode we're about to have here, uh, just covering Xavier TBT. Zip 'em Up. We have Rick Carter, the head coach of Zip 'em Up tonight. Boys, I'm excited. I'm really excited. TBT Tuesdays are starting off with a bang. And let me tell you, Rick absolutely brought it. <laughs> yes, he did. As a fan, there's nothing else I'd rather be talking about right now can't wait this team is coming together perfectly like i'm i'm giddy like i can't even put words together uh let's get to this intro let's get after it Roll Blob listeners, a massive treat here on the Zip 'em Up episode. No one other than the head coach of Zip 'em Up, Rick Carter. Rick, what's good? What is good, fam? How's everybody doing? Never better, coach. We're talking to you. I out of my night. Right. <laughs> we got a major day, coach. Honestly, that's it. Is summertime, the, so there's not much else going on. I get it. Uh, you're in the car. We're holding you hostage. I got the, the sound of cicadas outside. This is the good life. And those cicadas, be careful. They're wild. So, Coach, before we kind of jump into the nitty-gritty, why don't you maybe just kind of go through real quick a brief synopsis of, like, the process so far? Um, because, that, you know, being part of it, it's been absolutely wild. Like, kind of maybe a little, like, brief process on what's been going on and how things have formed to this point. Yeah, it's been um, – things have escalated, obviously, extremely quickly. I know that we had, had conversations about doing this kind of in the past. And I think, obviously, we were serious about it, but I don't think – we knew how like serious we were. And then, you know, you know, D Davis obviously jumped on board. We were trying to form a connection with some of the older players. Obviously I coach D had a relationship with him and he's brought just a kind of totally different edge to it or different aspect to it in a positive way, like going out and helping us recruit some really good guys. And then just some of the former alumni and then just another former player in Kevin Coker, who just kind of jumped on board. And to be honest, things have flown by. It went from like this, I don't want to say dream, but kind of a dream. Like we were thinking yeah. like we were going to do this, but I don't think we really kind of knew. Even when we had a call with the TBT and they were like, oh no, we want you guys, et cetera. Like, I still don't think we really understood how real it was. And now it's just a month away, you know? So all of a sudden, like, here we are. And like, we have a team and we have a really right. good team that we put together. We fundraise some money. And I mean, like I said, here we are, we're ready to go. I love it, coach. I was actually telling Andy the exact same thing. Like, it's funny. I have this bookmarked tweet, coach, of you and JP kind of talking about, like, how it would be game over. Like, JP said something like that. You said, all oh, coach. D. Davis sent, like, eye emojis. And that was, like, the very beginning of it, coach. I was about to post, like, 
how it started and how it's going like that to now like looking at like that graphic the tbt posted it's just wild yeah and me and jp had always we kind of talked about it in the past so i think the one thing is there's always been like two or three different groups trying to do this and you had yeah. like some of the older sean miller guys trying to do it you had a couple of like middle-aged Mac guys, middle Mac guys, and then kind of the younger Mac guys. And obviously yeah. my relationship with JP is really strong and he was going to play in the TBT last year. And me and him were just kind of joking too. Just like, Hey, you know, obviously like if I coached, he would play for me and we would win. Yeah. And then it's here again, here we are. So things lined up the right way. Um, I know the fan base is obviously excited about it, but I think more importantly, I think the really cool thing for me has been to watch how excited the players are and how yeah. excited they are to play with one another again. And even from the different eras, you know, like, Samaj Christian was like really excited to play with JP and Trayvon, you oh, know, cool. they've never played together before. So you like, you have stuff like that where there's some connections from past to present that are obviously really excited to play with one another. That's awesome insight coach. Cause that, I think that's going to be a really cool thing for the Xavier fans. And, and like before this whole thing started, like I was just thinking the same thing. It just makes way too much sense. Like I feel like Xavier has way too big a player pool, way too big a following, all that kind of stuff to not have one, like a TBT team, you know, just makes way too much sense for how they're built. Um, but I love that. But real quick, I think we got to show love to the X fans too, man. Like they really showed out. And I think that's a huge reason why we are at this point, honestly, like the huge demand for the team. No, I was, I was literally just going to say that. I mean, the thing that's really made this probably move as fast as it has is the support that the Xavier fans have given. And I mean, obviously donation wise, it's been unbelievable. Like they've really, really, really yeah. shown support that way. And we're very thankful for that, but really just also just the social media following, like, the banter, yeah. like just the excitement, you know, and like the Xavier fans deserve it, you know. So we're excited to kind of put together a team for them that they can root for and cheer for when there's nothing else going out. You no talk question. about the banter. I can't wait until games actually begin because this other gentleman <laughs> on the podcast here, Andy, he's going to be absolutely ruthless to these poor TBT Twitter <laughs> Twitter pages that aren't nearly as big as Zip Them Up. They're going to be like, what? And it's going to be Andy dropping memes. Uh, he'll be ready. I can't wait. That's he's like the, he's our I'm version of the barstool meme guy. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent Only not as funny. Yeah, coach, <laughs> maybe funny. Real quick, coach, funny. what's your call to action to the to the Xavier fans to zip them up faithful? What do you want to see from the fans throughout this year? Let's call that fans. Let's call the fans out. I just think honestly, more than anything, is just staying with us on social media, supporting us that way. Yeah. We're gonna try to put together some different things where like in Columbus, you know, before the game, doing like a bar crawl with them, stuff like that, like having them all together. So the more fans that we can get there and like pack the place, the more it's going to feel like Centos and a home court advantage. So like, you know, just little things like that where they can just be a part of it and obviously bring energy and excitement, just like they do at the Centos. I mean, my time at the Centos center, we, I don't know if we lost the game. I, we did. We, I think we might've lost Villanova, but like, it was, one <laughs> we, of those have lost Villanova. <laughs> we might've, we might've lost Villanova. I didn't just let's leave that one out, but it was one of the most electric places I've ever coached. So getting them to, you know, to come out and support during the summer would be awesome. Coach, weren't now you should on we staff? bark like dogs? <laughs> well, I, yeah. I'll bark like dogs. Don't worry. Like, don't else <laughs> okay. 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 I, I, I'll handle the barking. And then, oh, coach, like I'll handle the barking. I, I can bark. It, that's a good bark. You got to wrap people up too. Imagine going to Dayton. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Being... You guys don't. Hold on. Hold on. You guys don't. The bark's mine. You do know that, right? Whoa. I do. Wait, now. Did you start that? I did. I started the bark. I've been barking since I was in high school. So, like, my thing with the bark <laughs> was when. Yeah, so the bark was always, even at other places that I coached, was to bring energy. And then when I got to Xavier, like, it was the three kills, but we really didn't, it was kill time. But when you're in a loud environment, no one could hear it, so I'd start barking. 
and like that meant kill. So like I was one that brought the bark to Xavier. Don't get it twisted. That's mine. Wait, you, so so more to hear first. Good? What's that? Go ahead, Andy. I was like, you heard it here first on the Royal Blob podcast. Like breaking news alert. Bro, I, Rick. It, yeah, this yeah. has been talked about. Like on Twitter, there was a bit, like big thing about this because everyone was like kind of mocking me. I'm like, well, you need to calm down. Like that's mine. <laughs> Mario's doing you dirty, Rick. We need like the Rick Carter like kill board. Like they're not giving you enough yeah. marketing over there. I even told them that I would come back and I would bark and they could use that. <laughs> I literally said like, if you want to do this, I will come and bark. I'll come bark at a game. You want to have, have a to big game, I'll come there and bark. Yeah, put them on the Jumbotron after two stops. They should. That's, a, that, that's valid. Yeah. That is valid. I love it. All right, well, back to TBT. Uh, we'll talk about the – at like, well, we have the chance to go to Dayton and get a win. Like, imagine us going to Dayton, beating them on their home floor, Jimmy Carter, Fathead's in the building. Like, that's going to be some kind of atmosphere. So, my worst experience ever in coaching, and this is no lie, is we were – I was at Xavier, and we had to play in the first four up in Dayton. Oh. And we go to the game. We go up to like playing the game the night before, and um, we get off the bus and we're at a holiday or something. And we like we get off and like normally like there's people that are greeting and stuff like that. And there's some lady there with a half-ass sign like Xavier this way, and then we go <laughs> to get our keys and they're treating us poorly. I'm like, this is what is going on? Like it just felt <laughs> bad. It felt weird. So we get back on the bus because we had to go over and do our practice. And we get to the practice and it's open for the public. And this is no lie. Like these people pack the arena and boot us for like the entire hour we practiced. Like they it's literally bad. booed the whole time. And I didn't, I never experienced that rivalry. So like when I experienced it, like just through like that, not even playing them, but just playing in their arena, I just, they don't like us. And to be honest, we don't really, we don't really care for them either. <laughs> I've always <laughs> described right. it as they hate us. We don't think about them. Yeah. Facts. Facts. We probably but think coach- about them a little more than, we probably think about a little more than give them credit for probably but coach don't you think though here's what i'm thinking right now though it's gonna be a fun environment i think we're gonna have that villain role going up there because they're whether dayton's still in it or not they're gonna root against us in dayton no question but coach kind of getting back onto the point here so i'm gonna list off our roster here real quick we just completed our 10-man roster today okay so we have trayvon blewett jp mccura mark lyons karen Cantor, kaiser gates jeff robinson sean o'mara sterling gibbs samaj Kristen. And last today was our last announcement was, was KL Lott. Uh, when you hear that roster, Coach, what sticks out to you? Um, I think we cover a lot of bases. I think we have guys that are like can do a lot of different things, but they complement each other really well. Um, we, we have great length. We can switch everything defensively. We can put big guys out on the court. I think the most important thing is we have the ability to shoot at all five positions, Yeah, which is going to allow us to kind of open up the court and just give guys a lot of freedom offensively to kind of read, react, and – Again, I go back to what I said before. I think one of the coolest things about this team so far is their ability to want to want to play together and understand, like, we're playing for a million bucks. So if Mark Lyons is hot, we're going to get Mark Lyons the ball. If JP's hot, yeah. we're going to JP the ball. If it's Sean O'Mare, then it's Sean O'Mare. But whoever it is, like, we're just trying to win and move on. Yeah, absolutely. And so and that's an interesting piece, too. Like, you've seen that good interaction and that buy-in from the players, you said? Yeah, just from, like, <laughs> excuse me, I'm choking. <laughs> I'm back. So you're just good. through like our our text messages that we've had. We have a group chat, a group chat that we're on, and like everyone's kind of just really bought in. Like I've sent the guys a couple things. Just I like to do dumb surveys just to find out strengths and weaknesses, stuff like that, and what they feel about each other. And all of them have kind of bought in and like responded to it. So I think we'll be all right, man. I think people kind of I don't want to. 
we've talked a lot of shit and I know we got a target on our back already. We already got an X on our back, yep. no pun intended. And yep. so it's one of those things where I think the bigger that gets, the better we are. I couldn't agree more. I, yeah, I, yeah, I was actually going to um, ask that earlier um, was because I mean, you have the inside TBT uh, guys that, that are just hyping up, zip them up the, and every podcast or video they do, they're, they're hyping up, uh, hyping up the entire team. Like, well, they better. And, and that right. for every, every, every good reason to, um, <clears throat> is there any extra pressure or any, any, um, fear of that spotlight from these guys? You know, I think the, the thing that as a coach sitting back, looking at this is like, okay, we've never done this before, right? Like we've all played in games, but we've never did the evil ending, you know, but I think yeah. we've talked to enough people to kind of figure out what, what we need to do to be successful. Um, and it just knowing that, knowing the guys that we have on our roster. And this is the thing that I like about the collection of people that we have, all of them have risen to a moment. They've, they've had a big moment in a pressure packed environment. And like, so I think all of them are used to being good in a pressure packed environment. So basically like, I don't have any problem. Like, I don't think it's not, it's not going to overwhelm Trayvon Blewett, right? right. It's not going to overwhelm Mark Lyons. Like it's not yeah. going to overwhelm Samaje Christian, Karim Cantor. Like he's had big moments at Xavier. Sean yeah. O'Meara had big moments at Xavier. So like, there's no one on our team where you can say, like, even KL or New Edition, like, he had really big moments at UNC Greensboro. So it's not really going to overwhelm anyone. Like, as my good friend Penny Hardaway always said, like, give us the – we'll take the – like, we want the smoke. Like, we have no problem yeah. with it. Like, ring it our way. Like, let's go. One million percent. And maybe, I, my, yeah. maybe that'll be right. our downfall. Maybe that'll hurt us, you know. But, like, I would much, I would much rather get into a ring and be – who was it? Logan Paul or whoever, whatever idiot. <laughs> I'd much rather be that guy and have the dude coming at me than the other side. Oh yeah. I'd always rather be on the offensive. My personal opinion is the Elam endings to our advantage. No question about it. In my opinion. Um, okay, coach. So now that we've got a roster and kind of as things were going, we started to get a lot of hype. I mean, we're getting a lot of the zoom, the TV Zoom, the TBT said that we're the hottest team in TBT right now. And I don't think that's really any question. Um, so you saw the power rankings come out after the Samaje signing. Um, they had us at fourth overall in the whole league out of 90 applicants. Um, and then our region, they did some bracketology, a different podcast, put us fourth in our region, in the Columbus region. Um, what do you think about those rankings and where do you think we stack up uh, throughout TBT? I mean, I obviously think we're the best team in it. I know that there's a lot of people saying like overseas elite, Marquette, people that yeah. are bringing guys back. I, again, I totally understand why people would rank people where they're at. I think the fourth seed was a little – yeah, I, I don't really agree yeah. with that. I, I think it's hard to be a, the number four team overall and then get a four seed. That doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. I know they're two different things, right. but it also shows you like basketball versus internet drama. You know, like I think there's two yeah. different things in the whole deal. No doubt. Well, but, I mean, by the way, I will also say that you do have this is where you have to give the Xavier fan base a lot of credit because all these people are talking about what a great job we've done. But we wouldn't have we wouldn't be getting like mentioned like that if they wouldn't have donated the money they donated or. Yep. have the support that they have on our social media. So like all credit goes to them for that as well, too. And the more they can keep that up, the better it's going to help us with our ranking. And honestly, just the motivation for our guys. No doubt about that, coach. We definitely wouldn't be here. We are without all that support. And I think that's one thing that's kind of cool is I kind of want the fan base to make this team its own, you know, kind of have that buy-in kind of like it be like, an, an, you know, you know, an epitome of like what our fan base is. I think that's pretty cool. Um, but as we kind of break down this roster, I think it would be, I think I'd be remiss if we started anywhere other than J.P. Mercura. Um, and kind of when you go back to the process, was he the first phone call you made when we were getting serious? 
Well, he called me. Like, I didn't have to call oh. JP. JP called Like, JP wow. wanted to do this for a while. Like, JP has, has, I mean, literally, like, JP was hitting me even when we were deep in the process. Like, dude, this is really going to happen. Like, we're going to do this. So, wow. like, yeah, J JP loves Xavier. He really does. Like, he had a great time when he was there. He loves wearing the X on his chest. So, like, for him, he would much rather do that. And it's nothing against the team that he was with before. But just having the ability to play with his former teammates really kind of helps. And to be honest, He's kind of really been that. What was the word that when we were on with TBT? Like you gotta, Yeah, Lynch, he has, really has been the Lynchpin guy. And yeah. I didn't know if that was going to be the case. Like, to be very transparent, I thought JP would be someone that could undo the Lynchpin. But <laughs> because of his, like, antics and his, like, just personality, everyone really does want to play with him. And in this kind of environment, it's hard. I, it's easy to see why. Well, he was the perfect guy, Coach. I mean, one from the players and then two from the fan base, like, the second we got JP, like, it was over. Like, the whole fan base was yeah. bought in, like, complete buy-in. The, the social account probably gained about 800 followers that day. <laughs> right. I think yeah. we got, like, a 4X in one day. But I thought well, the funniest thing, Coach, is we were talking about the roster early on, like, after – like, because you had pretty much said JP was in from the second he called you from that point on. And as we were trying to figure things out, like, you kept saying, like, Trayvon's in, and not because you were doing it, because JP was telling you Trayvon's playing. And I thought that yeah, was the yeah. funniest shit. No, that was I mean, so the one thing that like no, here's the thing that I know about JP. No matter what I do in the rest of my life, whatever I'm doing, JP Mercurio, if he will be involved, like, and that just yeah. that's our relationship. Like, we're really close, big brother, little brother, and I don't know. Who, and depending on the date, I probably could switch <laughs> who's big and who's little. But like, so I knew as soon as I was coaching, like JP was going to be involved, or I knew as soon as JP was playing, I was going to be involved. It really didn't matter. But yeah. from there, like, just the connections that he's made. You know, like, obviously, Trayvon being probably the most important at this point, he was going to be in for sure. Well, I will say, and I probably speak for all of us here, and, like, I know I'm involved, but, like, as a fan, like, a thank you to you two. Like, as this is so much fun, like, as a fan doing this kind of thing, I bet Andy and Coop probably completely agree. Like, the whole fan base is stoked this is happening, man. Well, then the other person you do have to get a, a lot of credit to, other than, like, me and JP, like, D. Davis has done a phenomenal job. Oh, yeah. Just with the relationships that he has as well, too. And just bringing that former player, like, yeah, because he can it's vouch for us, you know. Like, yeah, there's a lot of people that don't. Let's be honest. There's a lot of people that don't really want to be around me and JP. I totally understand that. Like, we're wild. Like, we're crazy. We do dumb stuff. Like, <laughs> I, I think our past is kind of both of our past run-ins with the law has kind of reinforced that. Well, but we're <laughs> saying that like D kind of brings some calmness to it, right? He's like, no, you yeah. can trust these guys. Like, I've told this story several times on podcasts. D. Davis wanted JP off the team when we were in Brazil. And we sat in a room I'm like, dude, this is the dude you went on the road with. And ironically enough, now here we are in 2021 and we're going to play all road games. And there's no person I'd want on my wingman better than JP McHugh. Like you went on the road along with D. Davis to kind of stabilize the situation. I do love that, how the staff has come together. I feel like we've got like all our bases covered. Like, I kind of feel like the way that the staff has gelled has been a huge piece of the success as well. I agree. Yeah, no question. So we're kind of going down the line here. I thought a huge addition, a massive addition, was Kaiser Gates. Um, I don't know how much you've been following him. I'm sure a, a decent amount. You're a basketball junkie. But, like, it seems like his game has really, really evolved. I'm kind of interested to see what you think he's going to bring to the table. Yeah, so Kaiser's a versatile player. He always has been, even, since, even when he was in high school. And the other thing that Kaiser really knows how to do is fit in with talent, but yet still be the best player on the court at times. Yeah. So he grew up playing with Atlanta Celtics, played with Kobe Simmons. So, like, he was always supposed to be the second or third best player, 
but he could always get enough done to be the best player at times. Like I remember when we were recruiting him, I was with Brian Gregory and they were recruiting Kobe Simmons really hard. And like, we were sitting there watching him in Atlanta, ironically. And BG turns to me and looks and says, man, he might be the best player is Kaiser Gates. And now he was the head coach at Georgia tech at the time. And yeah. obviously like I downplayed it because we were recruiting him. Well, like, yeah, I'm probably still Kobe. What are you talking about? <laughs> but like he could have been, you know, so like Kaiser brings an element of confidence the ability to shoot, the ability to defend multiple positions. But more yeah. importantly, he just plays really, really hard, and he has a great IQ and understanding for the game. And I'm sure that's only gotten better with his transformation to being a pro. Yeah, I think that Xavier fans are going to be really, really surprised what he brings to the table. I think that he was going to have a very special senior year. I think that part of – I think if he hadn't been playing with such an all-time great team with Trayvon Blue and J.P. McCura, Quentin Good, and Karim Cantor, Sean O'Mara, I think he would have scored a lot more points and been a lot more dependent on his score. So I'm interested to see what he brings to the table. And then, two, I don't know how you take him off the floor. I mean, what he brings to you on the defensive end, on the offensive end, like he just brings so much to the table, his length and athleticism. Like, I think he's going to be a huge piece. And you can play him in a lot of positions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, no question. I think he gives you athleticism in the paint. He's also – you can step out the three. Uh, he spreads the floor. Like, he just brings so much to the table. And he seems to be playing with so much more confidence. As I, his junior year, yeah. he seemed to kind of uh, get in his own head a little bit. Um, and he kind of like like to camp out on the three point line, where now we're seeing him show his elite shooting, but also be a lot more aggressive, being not being afraid to not being afraid to dunk over a guy. He's like he has played yeah. fearless basketball the past couple of years, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, this guy went from a guy that got benched for Najee Marshall to a guy that you need in this tournament, and he's going to be a huge, huge addition. Huge. Uh, I and- think, to piggyback off that, I think you bring up a lot of valid points. The hard thing about colleges, and obviously being a former college coach, like sometimes you pigeonhole guys into a role, and you need them to accept it because you have this other group of talent that you need to highlight. And it's yeah, like, man. okay, here's your strengths, and here's your weaknesses. Now, I need you to sacrifice a couple of your strengths because these guys just do it a little bit better. And if you're not willing to do that, like I have to take you out and I'll okay. get a guy that'll go in and do that. And I think Kaiser kind of got caught up in that. I totally agree with what Jason said. If he'd have came back for another year when like there was just more room for him to like really showcase his talent. Yep. I'll give an example. Drew Neitzel at Michigan State. Drew Neitzel's junior year at Michigan State, he ended up being an All-American. His sophomore year, he had Shannon Brown, pro, Reese Ager, pro, Paul Davis, pro, Chris oh, yeah. Hill, ended up playing overseas. But he literally had like six, seven guys that were pros and he had to be the point guard or gave him the ball all the time. Now you fast forward one year, all those guys go pro. And now he has to go back to the kid that was in high school that averaged 38 a game and his role expanded and became an all American. I think if Kaiser yeah. would have stuck around and the talent would have decreased around him, then he could have showcased his talent. And obviously as a pro, that's what you get to do. Like there's just more spacing. There's more time. You have to kind of showcase that a little bit more. No question. Love to see it. Like, that was well said. Love to see what he's going to bring to the table. And, I'm super excited for Kaiser. Coach, we, we actually said quite a few times that if Kyler, if Kaiser's there for his senior year, that's a – like, we're not even a, having uh, any conversations about is Travis Steele the guy. Like, that's a, that's a tournament team. Like, no question. Beyond. No, 100%. No question. No doubt about it. Coach, I don't think it can be stated enough how big of a get Trayvon Blewett is. And I don't think he's getting enough shine for how – good of a player he is or how big a get that is what's it mean to have Trey on this team I mean Trey is probably the the best 
he's the best scorer I've ever coached. And ironically, he's the best scorer I've ever coached against. So like, wow. I remember again, being at Nepal and I'm like, dude, you guys don't, and we were up, like you cannot give him space. Like, I know you're going to think he's not going to shoot it, but the, the dude has the quickest trigger. Oh, and he has yeah. the ability to get the shot up. And it's wild because like nothing against Trey, but you look at him and you're like, okay, this right. This guy's not, okay. He's not going to do this. Whatever. <laughs> and then he just comes out and he pours it on you and he has a great IQ. His deceleration, he's like Luca. He has great deceleration speed, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, so I think for him, like, this is a big time. This is going to be a big tournament for him because he didn't play great in the G League, right? Or, in the yeah, in the bubble in the G League this year. So I think he has a lot to prove. I know he has a chip on his shoulder, and he is an NBA player, you know? Like, yep. and people need to give him that kind of respect. So I think he has a lot to prove, and I'm excited for him to kind of go out and be able to do that with people that care about him. Because I think we all of our that, guys yeah. know how to put him in a position to be successful. We say that all the time where we're like, and I know that the NBA is a different beast. Like you see Najee Marshall, who honestly wasn't as productive a college player as Trey was, and he's, you know, got a three-year deal now. Like it still baffles me, and I know that the NBA is a different beast, that Trey hasn't gotten like a real shot. But like we saw, I mean, his junior year, where he can just go into another zone that other players just aren't capable of. It wouldn't shock me at all if he goes on an unreal run in this tournament and just shows out. Yeah, and like it's one of those things where I think the thing that hurts Trey at times is, he had, you can put him in action and he can, he's going to make, he's going to score, right? Where the NBA right now is more, hey, you go stand over there. Yeah. I'm going to let this guy isolate or pick and roll. And then you might get a shot here. Right. You know, where Trey's really good is like, you fly that dude off screens, you haven't set a screen, and then he's coming off a flare. Dude, he's making it. And the higher the, the higher the level of difficulty, the more that it goes in. Like, that's just the type of player <laughs> that he is. Yeah. <laughs> JR Smith mode. Coach, yeah. is but, there- and that's a great comparison. Yeah. Is there, a, is there a player on this team, Coach, that you say, you know, maybe not the biggest name in the world, maybe fans aren't freaking out over that, but maybe an underrated guy that brings you maybe more value than might meet face value? The person that I am more excited to coach again than I've ever been, maybe ever, is Samaje Christian. And right. I'm going to just tell you the conversation that me and Maj had. So you have to understand, when, when I came to Xavier, me and Maj did not get along. Like we did not, we had a very interesting relationship because I'm all about communication. I love when people talk and he just didn't talk and he was as talented of a player as possible, but he refused to communicate with anyone. That just wasn't his personality. And me and him got on the phone. He was over in Turkey and like, we talked for, I think an hour and 15 minutes. And in the hour and 15 minutes that me and Maj talked, he probably talked for 45. And I remember at one point wow. I stopped and I go, Maj, man, I got to give you so much credit. Like you've grown up so much and I'm so proud of you because like he was a just like any coach, like you want to see your guys become adults and men. And like, I'm really excited because he will be the leader of the team. He's been at the highest level possible. I mean, think about it. He was the dude that helped Russell Westbrook. Wessel, yeah. He cemented Russell Westbrook's three point or uh, triple double average. Yeah. Right. Like he was the guy that did it. And at the end of the day, like, Samal J. Christian is going to be a huge asset to this team, not just his ability to play basketball, but his ability to lead. And I think that will also help a Trayvon Blewett get to where he needs to go. I love that. Coach, we've talked about this multiple times. Like, when I just get on the phone as a fan and just talk to, like, Andy and Coop and these guys, I think about having, like, a Samaje Christian, a Mark Lyons, for example, and then just, like, surrounding him with, like, you think of, like, a roster of, like, or a starting lineup of, like, let's say you have JP, Trey, Kaiser, and like Karim on the floor and you have that spacing and then you have Samaje going downhill. Like how does anyone guard that? Let's just be honest. You can't have a team called zip them up. 
if Muggs isn't on it, right? Like Mark Lyons has to be on a team that has zip him up in its name. And like that dude's another guy just from going back and forth and like texting with them. Like he's going to be huge because he's tough as shit. He's skilled as shit. Like when I sent out a questionnaire asking strengths and weaknesses and his strengths <laughs> were everything and his weaknesses were none. And at the end of the day, like, I'm, I'm like, I was like, I'm reading it. And I'm like, that's the, yeah, I, I believe that. And I don't, but I do because he believes it. Like he really believes that. And the other night we were texting just about like different things he could work on. And he's like, dude, I'm always willing to learn. I can't wait to get in the gym with you. So like, I'm really excited to have like him involved. Like, and again, you can't have a zip up team without having him. In, I mean, he said he was the original one to say it. So like, you got to roll with him. I love and that. Real I mean, quick I'm, I'm, about yeah. uh, Go. real quick about Mark Lyons. I think from a fan's perspective, it's going to be awesome to kind of get that closure. Of course, he's a, a superstar at Xavier, and then goes to Arizona. Now it's back with you know basically Xavier across your chest. So I think that's going to be really cool. Well, I think all of all of us now with the whole transfer portal can respect what Mark Lyons did. You might have not been able to respect it back then. But I think that it is good closure for everyone involved because he is a he is a wildcat for sure, but he's he's also a musketeer. And probably right. at heart, he probably has a little more well, he has blue in both, but he has a little more musketeer blue than he does Arizona blue. Fair enough. And Fair two, enough. I mean, he played such a big role. I mean, like he and two were one of the best backcourts Xavier's ever had. I mean, he was in so many big moments with the two sweet sixteens. Like it's not like he was there for a year or two and then just you know, I mean, he played such a big role. And then, too, I, I love the fact that we have, like, an older head on the on the group. Like, he's the veteran of the group. And uh, it's just so funny. I mean, you think about, like, modern, modern basketball. He sent you his questionnaire. I mean, the short size, XL. You know what I mean? Like, we got a baggy oh, yeah. old head. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, and let's all be honest here. If I would have left Xavier for any other conference than the Big East, J.P. McCure was coming with me. So you yeah. really can't be mad at Mark Lyons for going with Sean Miller. No. But like, you really can't be upset about it. Like, it's kind of like common knowledge where yeah. like players commit to a coach rather than a school. It's just like, like that, that coaches, they, they, they recruit them for their style and like they commit, they commit there because it's a good fit with that coach. Like I never blame anybody for following their coach. Like that, that's why yeah, they committed. 100%. Agreed. So coach, when you, so we, you know, we knew you at Xavier, you were assistant, I think four, four years. Is that the right timeline? Five. I know I was only there. I was, I was there for two. Oh, only two. I thought, I thought it was like three or four. Okay. Um, but what is your, now that you're, I mean, you're the head of the show, you're the head coach. Like what's your like identity? What's your coaching style? Like what kind of environment are you looking to cultivate? So my big thing is I like to give players ownership in the team. And I do that through relationships, obviously. Like, so like from the time I knew I was doing this probably, well, years after, I'm going to have relationships with each one of these guys. It's going to be individual and I'm going to give them an identity. And like, we're going to have a lot of conversation about where they're comfortable, where they're not comfortable, and then how they view other people on the team. So like my big thing is giving them ownership in the team. I want to give them equity. And then from there, they trust me enough to hold them accountable to that standard. So like very transparent, like the first time we sit down to meet, like what I'm going to say to them is, fellas, we're playing for a million dollars. If I have to coach you on effort, like that's just not going to happen. I'm just going to take you out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not yep. doing that. Like all of us are here together. We're all here to win a million dollars, whatever that takes, we're going to have to do. You're going to have to trust me. I'm going to have to trust you. And because of these conversations that we've had leading up to this point, I think that's going to make it a lot easier because you can trust me and I can trust you. So that's kind of my coaching style. Um, I've never really had an issue of holding people accountable. Like I love doing that. 
but I love doing that to their own standards. So like, what are you trying to get out of this? So those are the kind of questions that I ask them. And then I think my big claim to fame has always been getting people to play hard. So I mean, yeah. we're going to play hard. We're going to play together. And then to be very transparent, I'm going to make the other coach coach because I have the ability to do that. Like I don't need to coach. I'm going to put them in positions where they have to make adjustments, which a lot of people can't do. I love that. What do you see as far as being at, I think we, I probably know the answer to this question, but for the fans and stuff, what do you see as being like the identity of this group, like this team, like as we, as, as I think up, everyone knows that. I don't even think we need to answer that. I think, I think everyone in the country. And I think that's why everyone's afraid. That's why everyone's tweeting like, Oh, these, like, I think everyone yeah. knows who exactly who we are. And I don't want to go, but I don't want to reminisce on the UC like Xavier fight, but everyone knows who we have in the locker room. Everyone knows the type of people that we have there. And even though we've all grown up, like when we go out on the court, that's exactly who we still are. Like we have a lot of tough dudes that are very skilled that have no problem living the mantra of zipping people up. Love it. <laughs> Gangsters in the locker room, baby. All right, coach. So kind of moving on to more like just fun stuff, coach. I saw that picture of the Big East pullover and I laughed for about a minute straight. What is, what is the story there? Is that something that popped in your mind? Like what was the idea there? Well, so like, I think people have been some, some people, have, somebody tweeted about it or something like that. So like, obviously me and Chris still have a really good relationship. You know, like that was a hard thing for me to do to leave Xavier when I had to. Um, but I just reached out to him and said, you know, this would be a really cool thing. Like you still have it. And he did. And so I asked him to send it to me. That's oh man. So when do you it. plan on wearing it? Like if we play the red scare or if we get like, when we get to Dayton, that kind of deal. I mean, I don't know when I'm going to pull that out. You know, maybe okay. I do, maybe I don't. But it's, I do know one thing. It's definitely in the arsenal. And I know the people that don't want to see it. <laughs> That's so true. Perfect. That's so true. All right, Coach. Hey, guys, any questions right now before I ask another stupid question? I, um, do you got anything? Uh, not right off. With a Big East, is that a quarter zip by chance? I can't remember. It is. It is okay. a quarter zip. Quarter zip them up. <laughs> I love to see it. So, coach, white blue, I've been on white blue quarters. It's it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it, it's gonna make a lot more 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 fans in Dayton. That's for sure. Well, you know what's the funniest part about it is when I reach out. So, when I move jobs, you normally take all your stuff and you like put it on eBay or give it to people there. You normally don't take it with you. Yeah. And to be very you know honest with the fan base, Chris Mack has definitely one hundred percent said that I need to return this to him. This isn't something I get to keep, but he wants it back. <laughs> and like, I think everyone That's needs great. to understand, like, I think a lot of people like get on Chris about being a traitor and leaving, but I don't think that's necessarily fair. And this is, a, this is a reason why, right? Like this dude still has this quarter zip in his closet that he demanded back because that moment meant so much to him. So I think the fans probably need to relax a little bit on Chris, especially moving forward, because that dude is always going to be a musketeer at heart. Like that's his alma mater. Yeah. He's from Cincinnati. And like, he does love Xavier. Yes, did he leave for a school that he deemed was a better situation? Probably so for him and his family. But I think people need to relax a little bit because Chris definitely does deserve a lot of credit for where Xavier is at. Not a far job oh, to Columbus. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate to see him in zip up gear, Coach. That would not upset me. That'd be awesome. You never know. <laughs> be- Chris can rock some zip up gear now. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, honestly, he was at the helm of it when it happened. Right. I, I <laughs> yeah. think that'd be, a, that'd be a great fit. So, Coach, I've been on record as when we win. I'm driving straight down to Dana's and dropping a thousand on the bar, and it's just going to be ape shit. Do you think I can get Travis Steele to match me? Oh, Travis will match you for sure. Travis might even do more than that. <laughs> Here's what's going to be better about this whole situation. 
So when I was at Missouri, there's a story that when um, they would go play Kansas for the in the Big 12, they refused to stay over the border. They would spend no money there. So they had to fill up with gas. They had to buy food. Like, they wouldn't spend mm-hmm. any money in Kansas. And we're going to do the same shit in Dayton. Like, we ain't spending a dollar. Love it. So when we win, <laughs> we're going right back. We're gonna, and we, we might even stay in Cincinnati and drive up for the games because we ain't giving those people any money. Not a cent. I love it. I love Dana's that. Dana's have been real good to us. They're definitely getting my money. Like, I'm <laughs> drinking at Dana's. Like, the official drinking sponsor of Captain X, for sure. And this is why <laughs> this is why Coach Carter is the perfect guy for this team right here. Literally. The yeah. king of zip them up. Like, you know, the, there's a, a great quote from Woody Hayes, who, for anyone who doesn't know, is probably the greatest Ohio State football coach of all time. And he absolutely hated Michigan. And with a burning passion. And um, yeah, he was the same way. He said they would not spend a cent in the state of Michigan. And if the bus ran out of gas in Toledo, they would push it to Ann Arbor before they spent a single cent (laughs) in the state of Michigan. So same concept. However, there is a phenomenal steakhouse. I do recommend in Dayton, but for another time. What's it called? Uh, It's called Hickory Barbecue. Phenomenal. Better than Ruby's. I actually have not had Ruby's. I wouldn't, I'd oh, say yeah. it's a notch below Ruth's <laughs> Chris, a notch below Mastro's, but it's right there. It's really good. We got to get you to Jeff Ruby's, the precinct. Yeah, I mean, we, gotta we, get you. we need to, yeah. Hey, so are you, you going to buy him some when we, win the, when we win the tournament? Well, no, during training camp, we got to have you guys <laughs> come out to like a, one of our meals and do kind of a live podcast. Hey, At Ruby's. I, okay, we can do that. Yeah. There, Stay less. There's <laughs> an idea. Stay less. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but Coop, but Coop, do they have anything named after Mick Cronin on their menu? Thankfully not, no. They okay, actually do right. not have anything named after any um, athletic figure or coaching figure. So, okay. yeah. All right, so we're, so we're clear Wait, there. So there, there's, no, there's no Andy Piccarilla sandwich? Not yet. All right. Yeah, not Especially yet. Actually, Andy, you, yeah, should try to, you should try to get that done at Dana's. So when we win, you should have the, the Andy Piccarello sandwich. What, what would that be if I could ask? Would that be like a shitty version of the Cuban with more pickles? Andy Pick, fried pickles. Yeah. Well, it would be the smallest pickles Dude, imaginable. Hold on. Fried pickles wouldn't be bad on a sandwich. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, the yeah, fried Piccarello sandwich. That's right, – we got to we gotta get BJ on the line right now. <laughs> Andy's pickles. pickles. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. All right, Hold hey, on, Andy, Rick. what's your favorite sandwich? Oh, my favorite sandwich. Um, so like if you were give a, me a sandwich named after you, what would you want on it? So I, I'm honestly a big spicy chicken guy. Um, Ooh, so that would actually be a good combo of a spicy chicken and fried oh, yeah. pickles on it. That'd be amazing. That sounds damn good. Maybe you go with maybe hold on. Maybe you go grilled chicken and then the fried pickles that are spicy on top of that because. All that fried shit, you're going to kill people. You're gonna, they're going to have one of your sandwiches to be dead. Here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> That's the way I good eat. Touche, touche. Well, people hey, do you still have that shit. Andy, do you still have that shitty wallpaper in your in your room? I do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go on a walk. Can we get, I mean, this is uncomfortable. You need to get some zip em up wallpaper, honestly. Oh. I, will you uh, say that if we win, that you will wallpaper your entire house. We might even pay for it. <laughs> that you'll do your entire house in a zip em up logo. Uh, I'll, I'll say I'll say on record, absolutely I will. Oh, wow. Right. That's awesome. I can't wait for that. We'll I'll do all the work. Security. I'll take this off and 
and I'll, I'll get zipping up everywhere. So in year two, <laughs> we'll come back and we'll Airbnb the zip em up palace. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like the zip em up hall of fame, Andy's room. Yeah. I mean, you gotta have Mark Lyons staying in your room. No, no, the whole house. You gotta do the whole house. house. <laughs> <laughs> Can John yes. Fanta stay? Fanta's welcome anytime. <laughs> yeah. uh, real, quick, real quick rick we appreciate the hell out of your time we'll let you go here in just a minute or two what would you say is the thing you're looking forward to the most about tbt um just an opportunity to give the guys a platform to show off their talent to be honest yeah and yeah. like just honestly like watching those dudes like we have a couple things planned leading up to it where we're as a team as a group but watching them interact and just being back around one another and like really just appreciate the experience because like I haven't got to coach this level of talent and really, maybe ever, like even I was in college, like we had good players, but I don't think we had a team like this. So just having the, the, the moments to experience their success yeah. and laughing with them. And more importantly, like their failures, because like, I think the thing that we're all going to see in all of this is like the team that's going to win the TDT is the one that can take failure and catapult it to success quicker than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Because there's going to be moments in the game where things aren't going to go our way. And one of two things can happen. We can become individuals and lose, or we can stop for a moment and come together as a team and win. And I think those kind of moments are the ones that I'm looking forward to more than anything, because I would like to think that I'm very good at cultivating those situations. So like, that's the stuff that I'm looking forward to kind of more than anything else. And that's probably more of a deep answer than you wanted, but really that's what I I think is really cool about coaching. I love that coach. It's a pleasure to have you on board. I can't wait. It's going to be a ride, man. We're lucky to have you. I do have one final question. Um, so now that you've gone through this entire process, uh, and it's really been in the talks for about a year now, um, so you, you guys have been working your asses off. You've been uh, working, working nonstop and, and getting all this together for, for these players and fans. Um, there is a Providence TBT account that started like six <laughs> days ago. And they have like 34 <laughs> pro- uh, followers. And they tweeted out today, just over seven days until applications are due for TBT. We're working hard to get this done. Um, what do you think their but, odds are? Did they use that? So when they said done, did they use D U N N like Chris Dunn or did they say D O N E? They said D O N E like complete. Yeah. So oh. then they're done. I would say zero. <laughs> yeah. If they would have said done as in D U N N, they might have got in, but they messed up. So this is where these people make mistakes. Like I would, the one thing that you have to appreciate about TBT is they're, and this is no offense to them, they, they literally love. They, they, they've literally understood social media influence and they monetize on it. Right. So like you got to find different ways. And I think that's what Jason's done a great job. I think Andy with the memes, all that we've done a really good job of being up to date with just social media and how to influence people. And I think if anyone ever wants to get in the TBT moving forward, that's the thing they have to understand. It's not about just getting the team. It's about literally making a presence. And you can do that so quickly if you're willing just to get on social media and be very vulnerable. And, um, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's um kind of one thing I want to give Pat Capel a shout out for. He's the one that uh oh yeah Xavier big time. He's been uh, he's the one that's been uh adding all the players to the fist. Uh, he's done. <laughs> he's been he's been yep. rapid fire nonstop with those things. The, and he's been terrible, but I don't I don't even know who that is. Like, oh, you, you guys will. got me on a character like I have no clue. <laughs> God, you time, seen the Rick you Thanos meme? Coach, you seen the Rick Thanos meme with the gauntlet? I don't know who Thanos is, though. That's the problem. Like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> like, I have no clue who Thanos is. And what's crazy is the kids I work out, it's like, is it Marvel or some, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, nah, that's so cool. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking I have no idea what that is. It's good for social, Coach. 
No, it's awesome. It's cool. But this may, this is where I get to feel old. This is one of those deals where I remember being like working for people and they would say like, what is this? I'm like, oh, this it's, it's called Facebook. It's cool. Or it's MySpace. But like now, like, I don't know who Thanos is. And like, I feel old. I got you, coach. I, that's, what, that's what I'm here for, coach. I'm your, uh, I'm your link for that. I need it because <laughs> I have no idea what that is. I got you. Coach, uh, before we go, I just want to give a quick uh, plug to the Brian Grant Foundation. That's something I'm super excited about. It's something I think is really, really cool. Uh, if you're listening, uh, I think it's just a really, really cool cause if you want to help them out and help us as well. Yeah, I think that was one of the things that we probably didn't do a great job of, of getting them on board earlier. We got them yeah. out a little bit later after we had fundraised some money. But I, one of the things that I want everyone to know is that moving forward, half of the donations obviously go to them. And then more importantly, we're going to take a portion of our winnings and make sure that that goes to them as well, too. Like Brian Grant, obviously a Xavier alum, you know, Parkinson's disease he is affecting him and his family. And it's something that, you know, the more we can give to and kind of find a cure for that, the better off we'd all be. And I think, too, it kind of shows, like, I think we want to do good for the Xavier community. It's about more than just winning basketball games. Like, I think I want this to be a really cool thing for the Xavier community. I think that's that's a step in the right direction there. Um, but before we – but, Coach, it's been a pleasure having you on, man. Pleasure having you uh, on board with this whole project. It's been a blast from start to finish. I can't wait to see this come to fruition. Uh, anything you want to plug or anything you want to say before you hop off here? Well, no. I'm, well, I, I want one more question from each one of you guys because I'm sure, like, there's something oh. that we haven't covered that you guys have for me. I mean, I'm always willing to talk basketball. I'm always willing to talk TBT. But, like, what do you guys want to know? Coach, I was getting ready to let you go. We appreciate it. Um, you guys Where are we going? There? I mean, we, what, like, I, what coach, are we all I want to value your time. I, I thought we were holding you hostage. No, no. I, I'm back at my crib. I got the basketball game. I'm, I'm more than willing to talk. What do you guys got? Oh, you're good one, question, go. one question I have is just kind of, I mean, what's the whole process like? Obviously, your connection with JP and stuff like that, but with other players, is it more so you and D and players who have already um, agreed to play and stuff like that, reaching out to those players, or are you reaching out, or in some cases, are they reaching out to you to become, you know, a, a team member? Like, how does that whole process work? So I think it's been a, it's been a combination of D and myself. Um, D obviously being a former player and having different relationships than I do with them carries a ton of weight but to be honest we had a couple guys early on say no they wouldn't do it and then once they saw the team that we had formulated they're like wait a minute I want to be on board yeah so that's been kind of a cool thing it's like wait a minute like hold on you don't want to be on board before but now like we put together this squad now you want to jump on and that's been mm -hmm. kind of a real fun thing to kind of watch happen oh I bet and kind of to piggyback off of that and a lot of the teams you'll see um the alumni teams you look at the roster and it's like yeah it's kind of whoever they could get but that's absolutely not the case with zip them up because i mean right from the jump it's jp and it's trey and yeah. as soon as that video comes out and it's like yeah these are our first two guys it's like oh my god like these guys mean business those are two household names and numbers that should be retired at Cintas, like right there on the team and then it so just this is I a mean, weird story that you you like you'll like the Xavier fans might like this. When my last year at Xavier, we lost in the Big East Championship to Villanova. Right. And to be honest, they just whooped our ass, right? And I remember we were walking off the court, and I grabbed JP, and I grabbed Trayvon. And I put my arms around him and goes, I want you guys to remember this, because next year we're going to win this thing. Right? And then we left. And I, run, I left, ironically. And then the next year, like, Xavier went on. And they had a great season. 
And like, I would like to think that moments like that are the things that make this kind of stuff possible. Because like, I mean, I remember like going through the, the handshake line with Xavier my two years at Nepal. And it was always one of the hardest, I mean, I'll get emotional to talk about it right now. It was one of the hardest things I ever had to do because I love those kids and they love me. Like we had a great relationship and it was a hard thing to leave, but it's moments like that when you lose, it's failure that propel things like this later on. And like at the end of the day, I firmly believe this. We'll all be in a moment in the TBT where a lot of people won't have that connection with player to coach that we'll be able to call something. We'll hit a shot that we probably shouldn't hit if that connection's not there. Wow. Yeah. I think that's one thing that kind of makes uh, like this team unique is like a lot of the other rosters are kind of thrown together. Like Ohio state, they have like uh, Jared Sullinger coaching, which it's not like he does a bad job, but like in our case, it's a coach that has been with these guys and they've been, they've been together. They've built a relationship over the past five years. Like you guys know each other and care about each other already. You guys already have that foundation and that's only going to, that's only going to, skyrocket this team to the moon and it makes the grad transfer thing as we're calling it easier because they're coming in and like i mean people watch people right they follow people so they're gonna say wait a minute jp trusts this dude or he trusts trayvon or trayvon trusts him or you know mark lyons does or samaji so it makes it easier for me to have the ability to coach them and more importantly it makes them it makes them be able to be vulnerable with me and let me know their strengths weaknesses and where they don't want to be or where they do want to and and there's a there's a big question of uh um like when like I'm I'm kind of active on the Musketeer Report boards um so like I I read through it a lot and there's a little concern about um uh, like not only having one ball because we had a lot of um we did have we do have quite a few players that were kind of ball dominant is there like what's what's the feel with that like is is someone like willing to take a step back and we got guys like um, Samaje and Mark Lyons who um, like might be even uh, fighting over a point guard spot. What, what's the, what's so the think, um, chemistry there? I think what the fans will learn very quickly is professional basketball is very different than college basketball. At the college basketball level, you're trying to prove yourself to make millions of dollars, mm-hmm. right? Where, and that normally you have to be the best player. Where in the NBA or overseas, you have to, to make millions of dollars a lot of times just prove that you can play a role. And more importantly, like if it's your time to shine, like the other night, we'll give Blake Griffin. He was balling out. Now, mind you, this fucker couldn't dunk with the Pistons, and now he's out here getting double bubbles, whatever. <laughs> but no one wants to talk about that, but we'll keep it moving. But they kept finding ways – like the coach called plays for him. They kept finding ways to get him the ball so, like, the team could be successful. And all of them are just trying to win to get to the next game and then to the next round. And all of these kids know that now. I say kids. All these men know that now. So it's not about, like, I'm going to dominate the ball. It's who has the matchup. Who has the matchup? And then who can draw a guy and then kick to someone, and that's their, that's where they need to be. And they all know it. You know, so, so like, from some of these coaches that I've talked to in the TBT, and this is what I'm really excited for, they're all, they all said, like, you're going to be shocked because who you thought they were in college, you're going to put in a play or draw up a play, and they're going to be able to do that, remember it, and then add something to it. Where in college, they, they couldn't do that because they didn't know the game that well yet. So, like, they're professionals. So, like, all those dudes understand that we're there to win a million bucks. And it, it's not about Mark Lyons. It's not about Samaj and Christian. It's not about J.P. Nakira. It's not about Sean O'Mara. It's about $1 million. It's about putting more money into your bank account, right? It's about surviving in advance to do that. And I think they all understand that. We all understand that as a staff. 
We got grown men over here, coach. It's grown men stuff. That we do have, yeah, that's who we have in our locker room. Everyone knows it too. No doubt. Are they even going to give us a locker room with COVID or no? Hey, they better. <laughs> they better. They're going to figure something out for us. Maybe Dayton might try to pull the rug from us. So when you gave Worst me the green light, Worst experience I've ever had. Worst experience I've ever had was in a Dayton locker room. Go ahead. Hey, we're going to get another one. It's, it's not going to be pretty, but it's for our advantage, for JP. But so if you gave us the green light, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot. If you give me the green light coach. So, so here you were talking about motivation before this. I thought this was kind of interesting. You're talking with Trey and JP, like remember this moment, like they kind of went out in a tough to call it what it is like in a tough way. They're seeing year after an unbelievable season, a really, really tough loss. I'm sure you saw uh, the Florida state in the second round. Do you think there might be some kind of like theme or like motivation of like kind of unfinished business kind of. Um, maybe I, I, I hope not because I don't necessarily think that they failed that year. You know what I mean? I think everyone had a lot going on. And I think like, I don't think those guys leave Xavier thinking that they underachieved by any means. And mind you, that class came in with a lot on their shoulders, you know, like they were there to kind of restore Xavier to what it was. And they, they didn't just do it. They did it better than maybe any other class before, to be honest. And I I don't want to, I don't want to be reminiscent. We need to throw Sean O'Mara in that as well too. Cause he was a part of that class. He wasn't, you know, yeah. like, so I think those three guys in general are that way. And then at ending Kaiser the year after things of that nature, that's kind of what makes this team really neat. You know, like from Samaje, I mean, I'm sure you guys will have him on a pod in the future, but like me and him literally in that hour and 15 minute conversation talked about, was it a mistake for him to leave early? Wow. Right. And like, I'm not going to, he can tell you what he said, but whatnot, but he's really like, he wished, like some of those dudes that he didn't get to play with, he could have played with because he feels like he could have impacted them in different ways. So like, that's where I think this team is really unique and neat. And I think that's why I keep going back. Maj is one of those weird catalysts that's kind of really going to bring this team together. I'm excited for that. That was well answered. Uh, and that might be the best class in Xavier history, in my opinion, potentially with Edmund Sumner as well. That class was loaded. Um, you fucking right, so ain't my- right. It was. And, <laughs> Ed, and Ed is involved. Like Ed has had a lot of support. Ed's been awesome yeah. as well too. Yeah, definitely. My last question, coach, and then you can get out of here. I mean, you ask more questions. This is on you. So, so there's a potential that we might be able to add some more players. Let's say, uh, who may you have in mind, and is it Brad Redford? <laughs> I would love that Brad, but it's not. No, I don't think Brad. Can play anymore. <laughs> I don't. I don't think as, Brad. As I would love that. I would, I would love that Brad. Brad's one of my top guys. I'm obviously I coach Brad ever since he was really, really young, eighth or ninth grade. Um, yeah, I would love that Brad. I don't. I don't think his age probably doesn't help, but I will say this, that dude is the best shooter that I've ever been around. I'm saying coach, did you see Elmore last year? He looks like a plumber and he was putting (laughs) in buckets. Like you're telling me that you can't put Brad Redford out there and check a couple 40 footers at 70%. Let's go. I just don't know if Brad's, I I would like to know the last time Brad has shot a a basketball. (laughs) The the first time I brought up Brad Redford, coach goes, he he can't even touch his toes or see his toes. Like, let's go. He can't. That's, no, he's he's literally. This is what makes Brad like really impressive. He is by far. This isn't. And Brad, he'll probably be mad when I say this. He's the most unathletic human being that I've ever met. <laughs> but that motherfucker, you give him the ball, it's gonna go up, and it's gonna. I mean, I would. I remember being at AU tournaments with him, and back then you'd bring like two balls, right? And if you made it, you got it back. This dude would get it and make it. And make it and make it and make it and make it and make it. And then like 22 shots later, all these dudes are looking around like, who the fuck is this? Like he didn't yeah. miss. 
right? And then finally he'd miss one, and they were like, no, they'd throw it back to him to see if he could keep making them. <laughs> wow. I mean, I've seen him make like 10 half-court shots in a row. Like, that dude so this, is a freak. This is a terrible story. Brad would fly out to Fairfield when I was there. This is probably a week, but whatever. But he would fly out when I was an assistant at Fairfield, and he'd work out in the summer. And this was before, right before he went to Xavier. This kid went and shot so many shots on the gun that he, his appendix burst. And like, I had to take him to the hospital. But like, he would literally shoot like 10,000. Like he would be there in the, I would be running camp and he'd be in another gym and just shoot on the gun the entire day. Wow. Like that's who Brad was. Brad was, he's a phenomenal shooter, phenomenal human. His hard part right now is terrible. He needs to probably cut his hair a little bit, but other than that, like (laughs) good to go. <laughs> I'm just saying, that. he was never the most athletic guy. We're not getting him for his athleticism. I was, I was definitely going to say, if he was going to be on the team, that he would need to gel his hair like he did in the um in the post game shows. <laughs> so when he was at Xavier, I would probably I think I was at Western at that point. I would watch the games, and the ball would get advanced to Brad, and the TV couldn't catch up to how quick he shot it. Yeah, like it's he would just be in the basket. It's ridiculous. But is there anyone you have in mind as far as maybe like someone you'd like to have on the bench or maybe like an old head you'd like to have on the bench or like add a roster spot or anything like that? And I can't give other teams our recruiting strategy. Like <laughs> that's fair. They're going to have to wait that out. Like, of course we're not done. Like people really think oh. we're done. We fundraise more money than anyone else. We can have up to 13 seats. Like you got to buy a couple, but like you think, if people think we're done. It's not even close. Whoa, hot take. Let's go. Love to hear it. That is right that's, up there on my list of things that I love to hear. That's how you do it right there. You, you've done this before, haven't you, Coach? Done what? I've recruited before, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and I've definitely marketed and so. generated interest. Yeah, I mean, give Spotter a shout-out, like automated attendance app. We had to, like, literally go out there and let people know who we are. So I've marketed before. Obviously, I've recruited, and I think everyone in this tournament knows that I can coach. So, what? Well, good time. Shouts to details. Yeah, Coach, you killed it. Like, honestly, okay. like, thank you so much for coming on and chopping it up with us, man. Yeah, anytime. Can we You're get one guy, more Coach. bark? One more bark. 